It's yet another draft profile day on Locked On Coyotes as we get ready to discuss more of the top prospects in the 2022 NHL draft. We're going to get to one of the top ones in Matthew Savoy today. Russ Cohen from Locked On Flyers is going to help us break it down on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlik right next to me on video. We want to thank everyone for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and that does mean we'll never have a paywall. It's another draft profile day, so we're talking Matthew Savoy on today's episode. We have a uh, prospects expert ready to, here joining us, getting ready to help us talk about Matthew Savoy, one of the top prospects. Uh, Russ Cohen, the host of Locked On Flyers, and I think you do a lot of other things, including a prospects writer for SiriusXM um, NHL Network Radio. Russ, thanks for joining us on today's show. Hey, thanks, Rob. Thanks, Carl. Appreciate it. Happy but to have you. Let's get let's let's get into this because this is an ex, you know I guess uh, an exciting one to talk about because uh, well let's put it put it this way we decided to talk about Matthew Savoy today because we talked about Gunther earlier this week. Um, for those who follow the WHL playoffs, Gunther's team, the Edmonton Oil Kings, are in the Eastern Conference Finals in the WHL playoffs against the Winnipeg Ice. A team that Matthew Savoy, top prospect in this year's draft, plays on. So it only makes sense. It does. The ice are a powerhouse, too. Like the funny thing is, is, I don't follow the leagues closely. I'm always following the players and the prospects. But you know, you get you get some info over the year when you start watching a lot of video. You watch some full games. I watch some full games. And so they're they're both really good teams, but the ice are really loaded. Yeah, just looking at the numbers, I was like uh, Gunther seems like the top player of the Oil Kings. I'm seeing just a lot of Winnipeg Ice players on the the stats for the oh, yeah. WHL playoffs. Uh, it kind of makes me feel like, oh, is, is the is the Ice like a, a top team compared to the Oil Kings who are just kind of there, or is it a little bit more even? Like prospects are always kind of like an like a crapshoot just like mm-hmm. trying to look at it. Cause you're like, I can never really tell what's going on deep in this one, but definitely glad to have you here because Savoy is a very interesting player. Uh, I'm not sure he's third overall like worthy, but that's a big question to have, but eh, it'll be fun to talk about. Yeah. I look, if I had a team and I was picking third overall and I knew that um, Shane Wright's gone, and it's up to Slikovsky, Cooley, and Savoy. I'm having the conversation because Savoy, I think, is getting marginalized because of his size. Um, We weren't really doing that for a while. Then now it seems like ever since the, well, you got to be harder to play against of a year ago, now it seems like that's a thing again. So if that's a thing again, then it's kind of like, hmm, um, let's have the conversation. Because Savoy, you know, he makes players better. He might be playing on the wing right now, but he could play center. Uh, some people might just 
summarily dismiss that. But again, by the time Savoy's in the NHL in about two, three years, maybe there will be smaller centers. You don't know. I don't know. A lot of times you have to draft guys looking at what the league might be, not what it is now, because it changes every time. Every time a cup team wins, this league is a copycat league and teams all of a sudden take on a different persona, start drafting a different way. So everybody's all in on Slikovsky right now, which is fine. Um, I'm not sure I would take him with the second pick, though, to be honest. I don't think I would because he doesn't play a complete game. Uh, it's great that he's killing it in the World Championships. But again, you also play against teams like Norway, and it's at the end of the year, and guys have a lot of mileage on them. And still, young player doing well. It's a portion. you know. It's a little bit of a window that you have that you should have been watching the whole season anyhow. So when you look at Savoy – He's been great from start to finish. He's more than a point a game in the playoffs. There's really nothing you can look at and say he's had a real dip or you're worried about something. Uh, I interviewed him. I, I believe in his leadership abilities. I believe in his um, abilities to make line mates better. I think that's where you also see some of these great point totals on, um, on Winnipeg. Like the Flyers have a prospect on there, Connor McLennan. Like, if you play on a power play with Savoy, you're getting points. Um, that's, a, that's a thing. So, you know, I don't know about that with Slikovsky yet. I don't think anybody really does because you haven't really seen him in North America, so it's hard to really track that part of his game. So I think even in the third spot, I'm having the conversation, and I might just do it because this is a speed league. I get Slikovsky is kind of like that unicorn, and – you know, I was reminded by somebody, somebody used me against me when they they called me and they said, hey, a couple of years ago, you put Brady Kachuk second when nobody else was. And I'm like, yeah, I did that because I know he was like a bull in a china shop and he could score and he has um, a lot of skill, but he also is, can be a real jerk and change a game. But I did that because he also had a bloodline too. I, I counted the bloodline a little bit. I don't get crazy with that. Now, Slikovsky, you know, doesn't have a known bloodline for me, so it's kind of like, well, what else does he do? And, you know, he does some other things. The things he does, he does really, really well. But, like, I look at Savoy and I'm like, all right, great on the power play, terrific speed. Uh, he understands five-on-five. Five. He, he, um, he is a two-way guy. He's not a guy that abandons defense. He is like another kind of, like, coach on the ice. I feel like this guy – um, really understands hockey to the point where it's not like just, hey, he's got a good hockey IQ. It's more than that. Like he's one of those guys, I think he's one of those guys like Claude Giroux where they can point on the ice um, in between plays when they're going to do a face-off or something and get a play set up because of what's going on on the ice. He's able to make those kind of adjustments. That's a good thing to have. And that's, an, and, you know, and that's one of the awesome things to hear. And, and, and I think – like, you know, based off of all the stuff that you've been telling me, like telling us so far, I kind of think back to only just a couple of weeks ago when you and I were on the round table, you know, right after the, <laughs> right after the lottery. And, you know, you mentioned Savoy's name as, you know, definitely that, you know, like in, in, in the top five in your eyes. And, um, and I, I believe you even used the word that you see him as one of the most skilled or talented. I can't remember which, which one. Yeah, you I, used, I, I, I think you said um, most talented. There you go. Just overall. Which, 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 and, uh, which is huge. Go ahead, Carl. Oh, I was just going to say, if there's anything the Coyotes need right now, it's talent because yeah. that is definitely uh, a deficit for 
the lineup this past season and probably the upcoming season and the foreseeable future, there's going to be a lack of talent. Yeah. If you, if you in the future could have him and let's say he's not playing center. So him, Keller, Schmaltz, man, you'd have a fast skilled line. Wouldn't you? I mean, that would be a top line that could actually compete. You know, I feel bad. I mean, Keller's really had a rough go of it. He could really score like 80 points, but you have to have the guys with you to be able to score 80 points. So with him, for him scoring 65 sometimes on the Coyotes, I look at that and say, I think people take him for granted sometimes. Uh, we, we definitely had the, the Keller recap episode, and it was, uh, it was an interesting conversation. Uh, he was really great this season. Could have been even better if he didn't get hurt. That was just yeah. a brutal injury. But, I mean, I think one of the things that we're looking at for any kind of draft pick is how are you going to look with Clayton Keller in the next couple of years? Because uh, I think for both Robin and myself, like, that's where we see, you know, the top line being. Like, Clayton Keller, maybe Nick Schmaltz, um, and someone else. And, I mean, Savoy, could he be that? I, I'm not sure, but definitely has a, a, a lot of interesting qualities. Yeah, he has interesting qualities. Um, but if Slikovsky were to go second, and because what, Arizona's third? Is that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if Slikovsky, you know, because there's a rumor maybe the Devils take him second. If they take him second, and now you're looking Cooley against Savoy, it's an interesting um, battle there because Cooley's really one of the only natural centers in the draft, and he really has amazing hands. He probably has better hands than than Savoy, and he um, he's just as fast. He's bigger, so then you get out of that whole, well, do you worry about the guy being five foot nine conversation? And I mean, he's five foot ten, so you say bigger. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a little bit bigger. A little bit bigger. Uh, I thought he's five eleven, but okay, you're probably right. Um, and then you have to look at it up the middle. What where the Coyotes look like up the middle um, in the future? So then it's kind of like. Savoy, not Savoy, uh, Cooley is worth more uh, than Savoy knowing that he's going to be a guaranteed center. Savoy, if he plays on the wing, then you're really looking for more points out of him. Like you're hoping he's like a 75-point guy. You know, just uh, – this is um, Anna, by the way. She, she's deaf, but she um, she likes watching broadcasts sometimes. Right now she's actually watching the uh, the Oilers game. She does She does tend to like late-night hockey. And she's deaf, so if she starts screaming, then I'll take her out of the room. But so far, she's being good. Um, But getting back to it, I think for the Coyotes' purposes, um, I think they could do without the center only because I feel like, you know, you have Schmaltz, you have have another center that's pretty good, too. Now my name's escaping me. Um, So I think they, they might need the more dynamic player. And I think Savoy is more dynamic than... Than Cooley, Cooley is just a safer bet. Which 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 makes sense. Um, which I, I think we can you know talk more about that in just a sec. We do have to use some house cleaning. I think let everyone know about actually our friends at Rock Auto because you know here in Arizona, the summer means the warmer temperatures, which means there's that you know also breakdown season. You know a lot of cars will go ahead and break down in the middle of the road here in Arizona and. You don't want to be that person. You don't want to be the one to be breaking down and triple digit heat. Might as well get yourself ahead of the game and get your car and get uh, parts from RockAuto.com. 
because you can save a lot of money, 50, even 100 percent, you know, on 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 uh, parts. than if you were to go to a chain chain store or dealership, because, you know, they go ahead and go from their direct warehouse and they have everything, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, absolutely anything you can absolutely think of. And it is reliably low for every customer. They Rock Auto is a family business doing it do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years so you know you can absolutely trust these guys i want you guys to check it out yourself you can go to rockauto.com and see the parts all available for your car or truck and while you're there be sure to write locked on in their hide your hero bus box so you know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com so, Russ, another kind of couple things that um, I was thinking about, and it, and it kind of came to that idea, as you were mentioning, with, um, you know, that debate between, like, Cooley or, or, or Savoy. Um, and, you know, I think one of the things that keeps, keeps to me is, like, what exactly is going to go through, um, through Bill Armstrong's mind? Because, you know, um, and as you kind of said, it, it's like, do you want, does he go with that safer bet or does he go with, you know, who's like the more talented or the one that's going to be more, more versatile. That's going to be the huge question I have in my head because um, Bill Armstrong, this is only his second draft. This is only his Mm -hmm. second time he's done something. And so far he's impressed. I mean, he picked up Gunther last year, which tells us something, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they have some good scouts there and the scouts ultimately make most of the decision and rarely does a GM override them. Uh, I'll read you a quote from, from Savoy that I thought was impressive. He's, he's like, with my size and speed that I play at, I finish checks and I'm aggressive in doing that. I'm not afraid to go in the corners and battle. It's not like I'm throwing my weight around, but I like to think I'm pretty strong. I'm a pretty strong guy. I think I can hold my own, playing the game fast, being able to avoid checks, slip away from bigger players. You know, these are things that, that he's used to doing. So, you know, you look at that and you say, hmm, that's – that's what's going to make him survive at the NHL and thrive. And you see that in some players, like he's not Patrick Kane, but how often do you see Patrick Kane just get shellacked on the boards? Not very often. Yeah. And and I mean, we've talked about his size, but even like what he's listed at for his weight, he still, I think weighs more than Clayton Keller who added weight during the off season. Like when you look at what Keller was when he was drafted, I think he was like, 150 and Savoy 170 I think I saw in elite prospects like so there's definitely a lot more muscle in in him he seems like he's more prepared physically the Coyotes have no plans to rush he's actually 175 right now that's what it's 175 yeah that's you know that's huge um like definitely a, a quality player uh kind of reminds me of like a Max Domi type who's like small but just like heavy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's interesting about Domi? So in Domi's draft year, I took a long time to move him into the top 30 and kind of creep him up the list a little. People are like, what are you talking about? He's like a slam dunk, going to be great in the NHL. And I'm like, I don't know. I really – there's some things I like and some things I don't like. And I think my caution was warranted because now in the NHL, he's kind of like a journeyman. Uh, yeah. He's okay. But he's not great. Now, in London, he looked like a world beater. So, you know, you have to sort of project with these guys and and figure out, like, what is Savoy going to be? I don't think he's a top liner. Could he be on the right team? Sure. Because, again, we've seen 
a lot of guys who can play second line, play top line because they click with other guys. But he's definitely a second liner. And and in this league, if you get a second liner and he's getting you 70 points, 75 points, something like that, you know, you do need that. And I, I feel like part of Arizona's problem is they haven't been able to draft very high offensive talented guys over the years. They, they, they've gotten, you know, Keller is about the highest one that they've gotten, you know, as far as where you looked at it and said, all right, you can really see the skill level in this guy. But most of the times they haven't shot high enough for that. Yeah. Um, and that's the, that's the, that's the biggest thing Carl and I have been talking about <laughs> this off season is, you know, just the, some of the first round woes that the Coyotes have had, you know, obviously Keller was a bright spot. You know, Chikrin was a bright spot for the defense. Barrett yes. Hayton on the center. Um, yeah, but- I don't know. Hayton was – I didn't like that pick. I still don't like it. it. He was going to make it to the NHL. They rushed him. But he also was never going to be a – like a very good point guy. He was going to be a – all right, he, he can play all facets of the game guy, but what's he going to get you, 35 points? Like it just – I didn't like where they drafted him, and then I didn't like when they rushed him. Yeah, well, that, that, I, rushing has been has been a major problem for the Coyotes too. Um, I will also say, like, I think the player like that people were clamoring for the Coyotes to draft was Philip Zazina, who also did not turn out really well. Right, and that's when I could say, hey, I, you know, looks like I was wrong about that because he had a great shot. It looked like it it was going to translate. He's doing better but he's nowhere near what I thought he would be. So, yeah, I mean, you know, that is the risk of the draft. I mean, like, that's kind of the problem with drafting 18-year-olds. You're just like, I don't know what you're going to do. Like, we all remember being 18. It's just like, yeah, I never would have pictured where my life is going to be at that point. Oh, no, you me at 18. (laughs) Just the interview would have been an adventure. So, you know. It would have been a mess uh, for just every single year between like now and then. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm trying, I guess, kind of, maybe. But I'll tell you the difference between like Zadina and Savoy. Zadina is you're you're drafting him on goal scoring ability, and that's that's a tough thing to to get. It's hard to get goal scorers in this league. I, I think we all know that. With Savoy, while he can score goals, that's not the main gift in his game. So. Those other kinds of guys, the more skilled playmaking kind of guys, a lot more of those translate than the goal scorers. Now, here's the other questions, I guess, that that we'll probably have to bring out when it comes to someone like Savoy. Um, And obviously, um, there's a lot lot more moving parts to this because, as you know, Carl Carl and I have both said is the Coyotes are in no rush for any of these players to develop, you know, for developing. They can like I do what you want. But that said, is um in 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 your mind, how soon do you see Savoy getting to the NHL? Like, you know, getting eventually making that jump. Yeah, I I think he's two to three. I think he's two to three years away. I think that's realistic. Uh if you want to have him go back one more year. For the dub, that's fine. Let him do that. And let him just dominate the league. He was seventh in the league in scoring this year. You know, let him be first in the league in scoring. There's nothing wrong with that. Then, if you want to have a conversation as to where he might be, let him come into camp. You can look at him for the eight games. Even if you give him the eight games this year just to kind of 
pump them up, that's fine. But but don't put them in this year. I don't I don't recommend it. Uh, but after that, you know, I think within the next two years after this year is is realistic to start looking at him and seeing what he can do. Yeah, that's a huge part of um, of uh, kind of like our, our idea is we know that Coyotes are committed to the rebuild. So we know they're not in a rush to do that. There's no way that like, like, I, I, like, I don't think like either Carl or like, or myself see the, see the Coyotes immediately starting one of these players that they, like whoever they decide to draft. Well, if they got Slikovsky, see the, 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 because he's a bigger guy, there will be that, hey, why don't we at least bring him in the AHL? And if he looks good there, maybe we will call him up. Like I could see that temptation being there if he is there for them to draft at that time. Even though that may not be their plan, um, it's still they're going to look at the player and say, mm, it's possible. Yeah, I think the Coyotes are more like, Let's keep whoever we draft away from this team next year. Uh, just long term, it's not going to be good. Like uh, I, I think we both expect the the Coyotes to be extremely bad next year, mm-hmm. and you just don't want to have like, especially a younger player, like exposed to that kind of environment more than you need to. Yeah, for um, the most part, I I agree with that. Um, still doesn't mean they'll do that. Yeah. yeah, we just like I think talk is good, but you know, I I speak for a lot of uh, you know like the Coyotes base out here is we just don't want to see, see the same uh, Dylan Strom mistake. Yeah, because it's funny because um, he has developed and he has developed yeah. in Chicago, and so that's a knock against the Coyotes' development. What it was like then, and and maybe that's why they were trying to get the leg up on um, training methods for some of the CHL guys with uh, John Chica. Um Who knows? But in the end, that's – Dylan Strong has talent, and they didn't know how to harness it. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's one where the fans could be, you know, upset with the, uh, with the organization. I, I will say I, I have checked in with the Chicago Blackhawks uh, people for a while, and I think they are just like now saying like, yeah, the Blackhawks learned how to ha- like harness Dylan Strom this year, like yeah. midway through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I still contend that being drafted third overall is probably hurt Dylan Strom's development and career in ways that we are just now beginning to understand because he is a great player, but he just, he comes with expectations that Mm -hmm. are not warranted. Yeah, no, I I agree. And that, you know, again, it would be more of a benefit to get Savoy in that regard, because if they get Slikovsky, they're going to have all these questions like, well, why aren't you bringing him up now? Um, I, I almost guarantee they would bring him over regardless because Rather than letting them play overseas, they're going to be like, "Look, play here," because it's kind of close. It's kind of close to the parent club, right? It's, they can keep an eye on them. That's that's probably what they would do. I mean, and, and and I will say, you know, that part would be a little bit fair because the Roadrunners have a lot of development down there, and like they've yeah. done some good stuff in the last few years, and especially, and they have all the good players. Just that this last year, they weren't there because they all got called up because of injuries, but. <laughs> Yeah, and look, I, I'm high on Soderstrom. I think he's going to be a heck of a player. Uh, it may take a little longer than even I thought, but 
but I do like them a lot. Absolutely. Um, Carl, any, any, any last things that you, that you think we should know about, about Matthew Savoy? Uh, uh, I, I do want to mention one quick thing, uh, just because since we talked about Dylan Strom, or not Dylan Strom, uh, Dylan Gunther er, mm -hmm. earlier, uh, they did share a team, the Sherwood Park Crusaders with the AJHL. Uh, okay. I, I don't know if they overlapped because they both played uh, very few games. Uh, Savoy and Gunther both played four. Oh, but, you're talking about during the pandemic. Yeah, during the pandemic. Like, uh, but that would be a really nice connection. Like, if they if they had like any kind of chemistry, like yeah, I, I think that I, I, is worth drafting. It's interesting. I didn't ask him about it. It can't be much of a chemistry because it was just four games. I mean, they did. Um, like, from my knowledge, they also did play a. Uh, I think a season in the Northern Alberta team in the, uh, okay. the CSSHL or whatever. Okay. So you see, that's one up. I, I didn't realize that, but also um, there is a bloodline factor too with, um, with Matt Savoy Carter, pretty damn good goal scorer in his own right. Uh, wins a national championship in Denver this year, could play for Edmonton in a couple of years. So that doesn't hurt. And, uh, you know, and there is no stat for this. But a lot of times, the younger brothers tend to be uh, better. I am the younger brother of my family. I can tell you that, that that's the case in my family. But, um, but that you know, a lot of times that is the case where the older brother kind of breaks the ice in, in the league, and then the younger brother comes in and ends up being just a little better than, than the older, or a lot, sometimes a lot better. Uh, the yeah, as the, I love it. As the younger brother of my family, I will also say that I am very much better than my brother. Bam! Uh, <laughs> That's for all the younger brothers out there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Anything that we didn't touch on, Russ, that you that that uh, you think that that Coyotes fans should want uh, should know about Matthew Savoy and his potential to maybe get them potentially excited if he ends up, you know, getting drafted by Bill Armstrong this this summer. No, I mean, other than like this guy's really decisive. Like when he's out on the ice, he knows what he's going to do. He, he's not one of these guys that sort of waits for things to break down. He's kind of like one of those guys that thinks ahead. Uh, he, you know, super coachable. Coaches love him. I think those are uh, really big factors. Slikovsky, I, I don't know. I can't tell you how coaches like him or don't. Cooley, I can tell you coaches like. Um, but, again, there's just – for me, I know the people would be like the knee jerk is to say Slikovsky probably has the – the higher end as far as for getting points in the NHL, but I, I still think it's Savoy and I'm going to stick with that. I don't care about the size. I just feel like um, he's got it in him and he's going to just not going to be denied. And I feel like he's one of those guys. And I feel like I don't want to like jinx Arizona or really any team that passes on him, but I do have a Debrinkat kind of feel. Now he's not a goal scorer like Debrinkat. Debrinkat was a stone cold goal scorer his whole career. I kept trying to tell people, High school on the way up, every on the way up, he scored goals everywhere. So he was going to score goals. He's not a goal scorer like Debrinkit. But Debrinkit was just, you know, marginalized because of the size. I just, I feel like it's going to happen with Savoy in this draft. I don't know to what degree. But if he even gets past Arizona and he goes five or six, there could be some regretting down the line. That's just the way I feel. I mean, we all have experienced the uh, the pain of watching the Coyotes draft Strom over Mitch Marner, who 
I think at the time was being described as the more dynamic player, how you describe Savoy. Um, so, so yeah, uh, there's definitely like, like the it'll be uh, back then with Marner, he was 155 pounds soaking wet. Uh, speed was in the league, but they still were questioning guys surviving at that weight. And I even was at like the uh, NHL rookie photo shoot right after his draft, like a month or two later. So he was into his you know training program already, and he still was 155. I didn't worry about him. Like I love the talent level, but people in the league, you know, there were some teams that you know passed on that. So I get it, but I don't think it was clear cut. Now it's clear cut. Like now we, there shouldn't be any more of that. Yeah, definitely. Well, well that's at least good. Good to hear. Just a little bit. Anyways, Russ, we really appreciate you coming on. Where can uh, our listeners find you and the work that you do? Yeah, um, Locked On Flyers, you know, first and foremost, uh, sportsology.com. I just put an article up about Zach Bookman, a uh, defenseman who had 102 points playing in the AJHL. So there you go. Um, go read that. Uh, Elite Prospects. I have a lot of good articles up there. Just handed in an article about Adam Ingram, who could be like a tremendous second round prospect. You Coyotes fans, go look up Adam Ingram because this kid can play, play for Youngstown. and. Other places, Full Press, uh, GTS, and that's enough. At Sportsology on Twitter. And I think the Coyotes have every second round pick uh, at this <laughs> yeah. year's show. Well, Adam Ingram should really be a guy they look at because this kid can play, man. He He's a goal scorer, but he's also um, 6'2", and he's probably going to you know get around 185. He's not near that yet. He, he could be physical. He's fast. He's going to, where is he going? He's going to, um, I forget what school right now, but a good school. Oh, uh, is he St. Cloud? I think he's going to St. Cloud. Um, so he'll be in a good uh, division. Yeah, St. Cloud. Yeah. So he'll be in a good division. And boy, if I'm the Coyotes, I take him with my first, second round pick if he's still there. Absolutely. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's a good thing um, to hear because the Bill Armstrong round is going to be, it's going to be fun. Anyways, thanks again, Russ, for coming on. And thanks all, all you listeners for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe. If you have yet to already, we're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes, on Instagram at Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leano with Robin with a Y underscore L-E-A. Carl Pavlock is Carl Pavlock F-F-H. And wrap with us, ask the question you might have, and we'll answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's show. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Ah!